the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back with the second hour of IO Real Estate. Time really flies. Uh, remember, uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page, Ion Real Estate, or you can email me any of your questions if you can't call at dottyherman.com. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we cover all bases. But of course, we love when you call us live. Now, we were in the middle of talking uh, a little bit about selling your home and down payments and things that you should think about. And one of the dilemmas people have is when, you know, we're going to talk about selling your home is the down payment. Okay, because when you get multiple offers and right now the market's hot, people are getting six, seven, eight offers on the same house. What do you go with? Do you go with the higher down payment? Or do you go with the higher price, assuming that the down payment is less? And one of the things that I could give um, a tip that you might want to do is, for example, you might want to say in your contract, I'll tell you what, if you're a seller, you might want to say you want to put 10% down. And obviously, as Ace has told you, you can get a 10% mortgage. Uh, However, if you don't, qualify and you don't get that mortgage at 10%, then you will put 20% down because sometimes that will make a difference. Obviously, it's all about risk. Now, if you have a home that's on the market and you don't really need to sell it right away, and if a deal falls through, you think, well, you know, I'll get another one. Uh, You know, I don't have to move right away. You might want to take a risk, but remember something. Um, interest rates, uh, we're looking at possible inflation. And right now, even though they're higher than they were a couple of weeks ago, what are they? They're still pretty low. Um, they're still they're really at, low. What, three? Yeah, they're, they're around 3.375%, Dottie. Um, you know, depending on your credit, you can get probably 3.25. Um, but I can tell you, Dottie, another tip that I'll, I see a lot of sellers um, use is they use a purchase contingency date, meaning a certain date um, within the contract, you have to show what's called a commitment letter, right? And, um, you know, you, you can actually proactively, when you make an offer, there's, there's actually banks out there that are willing to underwrite your file before you even find a home. And if you can show the seller, even though you have a lesser down payment, that you have a commitment from the bank, I've seen so many sellers take that commitment letter 
even if you're putting 10% down, because it's, it's almost a 99% chance that you're going to, to get a loan from the bank once you have a commitment letter, right? So that's another trick, um, not trick, but a tip that I would tell our fellow buyers. If you're looking to buy and you want the assurance of the banks giving you a commitment letter, you know, go, go to the bank early, right? Earlier on in the process and make sure you go through checking your income, your assets, even before you even find a property. That way you're not only showing them a pre-approval letter, you're showing them a commitment letter. And that's what savvy buyers are doing to kind of um, really put themselves in a, in a better position when making an offer. Right. And one important thing to note that Ace just spoke about um, is a pre-approval, which a lot of sellers don't realize, is very different than a commitment. Correct. A pre-approval. Exactly. Okay. Well, you want to explain the difference between, because if you're a seller, you want to know whether the person has a pre-approval or they have a commitment letter. You want yeah, to give the, our, yeah. our, our listeners. So, so a biggest difference, Dottie, so pre-approval, you're going to the bank, you're giving them your, your income, you're giving them your assets, right? It's prior to you even finding a home, they'll run the credit, um, they'll look at your income, they'll look at your assets, but a commitment letter, they're actually going through the full gamut, right? They're looking in detail. Now an underwriter is picking up that file, a pre-approval, you know, usually the loan officer will review your income, review your assets, but it's not a strong commitment, right? Once the bank gives you a commitment letter, they're obligated to give you that loan unless things obviously change in your financial circumstance. But that's a that's a 100% confirmation that the bank is giving you that loan. Very different than a pre-approval. Pre-approval, it's, it's basically what it means, right? It's prior to getting a full approval from the bank. So we've checked your income. We've checked your assets. Everything looks good. We'll give you this pre-approval, but it's still subject to change once the underwriter gets your file. The commitment letter, however, you're giving and submitting your documentation to the underwriter. They're underwriting the file, and once they give you the commitment letter, you're pretty much 99% going to get that loan, right? So it's a big difference. If you're a seller, I would definitely recommend, if you really want to um, accept a lower offer, tell the client or tell the buyer, go out and get a commitment letter from the bank, and you know we'll review your lower down payment offer, right, as compared to another offer that has a higher down payment and whatnot. But th those are the things that you can right. utilize as a seller, knowing the difference between a pre-approval and a commitment letter. And if you're a buyer, um, knowing the difference between a pre-approval and a commitment letter. There's, there's a lot of different ways that you can really put yourself in a better position, right? Especially in a marketplace, Dottie. If you're buying something in Long Island or in the Hamptons now, there's bidding wars. People are going nuts over, um, oh. over, um, you know, over ask. So there's, there's a lot of competition out there. So these, these little tips and, and tricks will definitely help you put yourself in a, in a, in a, in a better um, situation when making an offer. Okay. Let me give you some other tips. If you're selling your home, um, you, you need to, now this is going to sound weird, but you need to break up with your home. If you decide to sell your home, you need to break up with it. Okay. Everyone will love my home as much as I do. You know, if you love your home and you did a new kitchen and you love how it turned out and you love what you did to your basement, um, don't 
don't hold on to those things. Tame, tame your emotions and your ego. Uh, basically, detach emotionally. It may be your home. It may be the place where you got married or raised your children or lived your dream. But when you're selling it, it's a house. It's not a home. It becomes a home when somebody moves into it and makes it their home. Everyone that comes to look at it is evaluating it and measuring it according to their dreams, according to their dreams, not yours. So something that you put in or did to your home that was a dream you had might not be somebody else's dream. And you can't be offended if it's not. If someone doesn't put the same value on your upgrades and your renovation, that's okay. Those are personal choices that you made for your living pleasure, not theirs. So detach from the TLC that you put, the tender loving care that you put into your home. Be ready to be okay when a buyer doesn't place the same premium on something you consider high. What's important to you is not necessarily important to a potential buyer. So remember, you know, something that you might have done that you feel is great value might not be value to somebody else. Decorating. Okay, if someone doesn't like your decorating choices, that's okay. Don't take it personally. In fact, that's a good reason to go neutral before you list the house. And I, I always tell you, uh, make sure that when you're ready to list the home before you list it, um, you detach from it. Uh, take personal stuff out, uh, you know, take a lot of all the, you know, take the stickers and the homework assignments and the little notes that you stick on the refrigerator off, uh, you know, take as much stuff that you, you know, you accumulate a lot of things when you own a home, get rid of it or put it in storage. Okay. The house will show better if you have, uh, it's spacier. Um, the first thing I would do is also get a window washer. To, you know, these are not that expensive. Have all your windows washed so they sparkle. And if your home needs a paint job, you know, don't, I think, you know, don't use one of the colors that's in. I think maybe there's a, a green that's in now. It's a, like kind of a, I don't know, not olive. It's a little lighter than that. Don't, don't be specific with color. Paint it neutral. Be flexible, okay? And a lot of times, I'll see a broker come in and they'll say, ah, this seller will not take a penny under this price. And that could turn people off or maybe people will go and see it. Be flexible. Always let the broker tell you what their offer is, okay? Let them explain to you what their offer is, when somebody is willing to move, because again, you know, sometimes you need to coordinate the schedule. And so if you need to buy a house to buy, to sell a house to get another house, you, you need someone who's going to close quickly. So don't just say, oh, I don't want to hear it. Um, and if you're a broker, make sure you present all offers. And remember something, if you're a seller, by New York state law, I can't speak for all the other states. I don't know every state by heart, but I do know that in New York, if you do not present an offer, because let's say the owner said, look, Ace says, sorry, I'm not taking a penny on the 750. And you get an offer and the broker gets an offer that's 725 or 730. 
And so he said, oh, the owner told me I'm, um, he'd not to even bother him with these things, so I just won't even present the offer. Well, a month later, the seller could say, well, you know what? I would have changed my mind had you ever told me about that offer. So even if it's a low offer, remember the brokers must present and tell you every offer that is presented to them, even if it's something that you might not want to take. And remember, buyers have the right to go through your home and inspect it. And I, as a buyer, I tell every buyer, it's, if it's a residential single family home or two family, you really need to have an engineer's report so you can see if there's any structural damage that you're not seeing. So if I were you as a seller, I would kind of do my own engineer's report. What was, and remove yourself from your home. You know that water stain that there was a little leak and there's a stain in the basement and you know, you've lived with it because you don't even use your basement. Well, remember, when a buyer sees that, they might think, oh, maybe there's more water damage. So make sure that you take the time. It's like, you know, put your best foot forward. When It's like when someone first meets you, if they don't know you, they're going to look at you and make an opinion of, which, of who you are just by looking. So when someone sees a house, if they see a lot of things that are not taken care of in their mind, they're going to think you really didn't take care of your house. So you want to inspect you know you want to be rational um now we always tell our buyers our sellers excuse me that when there's an open house don't stay there leave why because you know if you have an open house uh buyers sometimes are not going to talk in front of you and if they're if you're not there and they see something that's uh, you know some buyers are very critical and will talk right in front of you and some buyers are not going to do that they don't want to insult you so if they see something that they don't like or maybe they see the kitchen's not big enough for them if you're not there the broker can possibly say well you know what you maybe this is not a bearing wall. You can knock this down and, and make your living room and dining room all one. They can really sometimes handle that objections. And you want the buyers to be able to talk freely about what they love and what they don't like, because then the, the broker can handle some of those objections. And of course, uh, remember, negotiations continue after the contract. So you need a home inspection. If somebody wants to have an engineer's report, by all means, allow them to have it. But I would suggest that you put in a contract, you know, if you signed it on May 1st, then you give them a week, maybe possibly a week to get an engineer's report and an inspection done. You don't leave it blank and let them take their time. In other words, they have to get it done right then and there so you know if your contract's going to go through or not. Because what happens if the engineer's report reveals something that you didn't expect? Okay, what happens if there's termite damage that you didn't know about? You know, or there's a leaky roof that you didn't know about. So make sure that, you know, when you do the open houses, you let the broker be there alone. Um, don't have, don't stick around and, you know, stand by them and watch everything that the buyer is doing. It's a lot better to, for them to see the home when no one's in it. And of course, I don't think I have to tell you this, but I'll tell you just in case, smoking kills your home's resale value by 
29%. Okay, and the problem is tobacco and smoke byproducts can cling to walls and other surfaces uh, well after you moved out. And so, you know, if you think you can hide the smell by air freshener, not so. Um, so if you were a smoker, which hopefully you're not, but if you were, before I would sell my house and put it on the market, I would have deep cleaning where they really, you know, basically fumigate it and get that scent out. Because if you're a smoker, you probably don't smell it because you're used to it. And uh, they'll wash your walls and their ceilings because smoke can leave like a film of right, that that can really, uh, if you're not a smoker, they, they can smell and that really is a turn off. So you want to get the most value you can. Now, Okay. It's very stressful, but don't also be somebody who's always going out. You know, if you're going to sell your home, you have to be committed to allow to show it. And I've seen so many bar sellers. Oh, I'm not going to be here. It's a not now we're getting into nice weather. So I'm going away for the weekend. I'm doing this. I have, well, when a, when a broker has a customer and they are coming in the office and they want to see homes. Well, if your home's not available, the broker's going to show them other things. And you might have just knocked your home off the market. So you have to have your home available. And if you're not there, maybe you could have somebody show it or you trust the broker enough, which many of us give us a key for like a weekend or something uh, when they know they're not going to be there. So this way, if there's a buyer, the listing broker can always show that home. Okay, I, I, I want to really emphasize that you have to make your home available. And it is really a pain in the neck. Okay. We are really going to, it's a pain in the neck to sell a home. I mean, who, who wants to be home on weekends? You have to always clean up after yourself. You have to put everything in order. Uh, nobody really wants that. So if you, if you can make sure that you, if you're not going to be home, that you leave, you leave the key. Um, you leave the key with somebody or or actually give it to the broker. I can't tell you. In the Hamptons, God knows, I must have in our offices, I don't know how many millions of, 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 of keys. Um, I think before I continue this, I want to take a, uh, a question. I think we have Steve from, no, it's Vincent, excuse me, from Jersey City. Hi, Vincent. Good morning. Thank you for taking the call, there? Dolly. Yes, can you hear me? Um, yes, hold on. Can you hear me now? Yes. Dolly? Yes, we can. I, uh, am I Should... on? Okay, yeah. Yes, when you're people on. Tell you, clear. All right. when, when people tell you, I'm all cash, uh, they want to see the house. And I understand that's, that's a good That's a good pro, uh, person to deal with. But how do I know they're all cash? And they just don't want to take my time and see it and look at it and then go look, searching for the uh, uh, money to buy the property. Can I ask them for something that tells me they're an all cash buyer? Um, yeah, well, that's a good question. That's a really good question because I've, uh, I see that happen where somebody says I'm all cash. And uh, the person uh, accepts their deal 
And then all of a sudden when they go to sign the contract, there's a mortgage contingency in there. Um, so I think that's an excellent question. What I would do is, first of all, you have you have hire attorney and make sure that you give them only a certain amount of time to get into contract and it's got to be in the contract. You can, I mean, Stephen, I mean, we have a break. Yeah, I can, I can, I can explain. You know what are things that we do um, right after the break? Yeah, I'm, yeah. If you just hold on, we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a great question. How do you know someone has oral cancer? And they're not just saying that, so their kid gets it above somebody else. This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384, Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends at the Trinitas Regional Medical Center have an amazing new center dedicated to women. Together with the Connie Dwyer Breast Cancer Foundation, they recently opened the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas. Here, every woman is treated to the latest in screening, diagnosis, and treatment, regardless of her ability to pay. There's even a breast navigator available to guide women through every aspect of their care. This is a state-of-the-art center, staffed with a full complement of breast health specialists that feature the latest technology and most importantly it's a welcoming safe environment for every woman who walks through the doors i know the staff of trinitas and i know that their high level of caring and compassion is behind the connie dwyer breast center as it is for every service trinitas offers if you or a loved one would like to learn more about the connie dwyer breast center at trinitas please call 908-994-5984 908-994-5984 or visit their website Website at trinitasrmc.org. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and I'm here with Ace Plus Newport, our financial expert, and Steve, Stephen Ebert, our legal expert, and myself, real estate. And we're trying to give you all the ins and outs of buying real estate because it's, you know, the American dream. It's off the wall. And there's so much that you need to know. And some little tips that we can give you hopefully can save you thousands of dollars. And uh, if you're a seller, hopefully make you a lot more money if you follow what we're telling you to do. So when you get your home ready to sell, you're going to basically stage it. You're going to get it clean. You're going to get it all spruced up. And uh, then you're going to show it. And as I said to you before, just to recap, don't be there when the broker's showing the house. Get lost. Go take a ride. Let the broker have buyers to themselves. And, of course, we had a caller that asked, well, how do you know? Because when you're looking at deals that come in, you can't only look at the price. You want to look at the price. What are they paying? You want to look at the down payment. How much down are they putting? You want to see if we talked about today, whether they have a commitment letter from the bank or they just have a pre-approval. They're very different. And, of course, you want the commitment letter. And our, our caller asked, well, gee, what do I do? You know, if someone says all cash and they're really just saying that, you know, when they present their offer, they say, oh, yeah, we'll buy it all cash. And they tell the broker they're going to buy it all cash. And then they really weren't planning to do that. And Steve, you had some ideas for that? Yeah. So first off is you need to see actually how the buyer is going to pay for it. So if they're an all cash buyer, the first question is great please provide evidence that you actually have the funds to make the purchase, right? So what the listing agent should be doing is asking the buyer to provide backup and fill out a statement of net worth. And that really begins the process of seeing if they have the funds. And this is where people have different concepts of an all cash buyer. Oh, well, I'm all cash, but I expect to get a big bonus at work next month. Oh, I'm all cash, but I'm counting on a gift from family. Or I have the money, but I actually, it's restricted stock and I can't sell it for two months, right? Or do they really have all the money in a checking account ready to go? So first, you got to actually provide some evidence that they have the funds ready to go. The second thing is, when I set out a contract, you can send out a contract thinking about two options or three options when it comes to financing, right? Some people write a contract and say, is there a mortgage contingency, yes or no? But it's actually a three-part question. Is the buyer getting a mortgage and is there a contingency? Is the buyer getting a mortgage and there's no contingency, or is it truly an all-cash deal? In my mind, an all-cash deal means somebody, figuratively speaking, has a checkbook, can write that check out, has the funds. Anything else whether the deal is or is not contingent, which would allow a buyer to get their deposit back if they can't get the, mor- the mortgage, which is a risk allocation question, is very, very different. And then also you need to ask your seller really what they care about, right? Is the seller really tight on schedule, right? Are they in contract for another purchase or a transaction and need the funds? Are they flexible on timing? Um, and also you got to get a sense of what other offers are out there. 
you know, it's great to be firm as a seller, but do you have other backup offers or not? What's really happening in the market? So those are the really the factors to think about. Yeah, you absolutely have to think about those those, those things because, and of course, pricing. Uh, you you actually always want the broker to, and I always give this advice. Obviously, they're going to do what they call a CMA, which is a competitive market analysis, which is going to. And you want to see what's sold in the last couple of months, like the last three to six months, and what it's sold for. How much did they ask for it? And how much do they actually get? And that takes a while to, fi- to find out because, you know, uh, before they record it, it takes a bit. You also want to know how long did it take to sell it? Did it take one day to get that price? Okay. Or did it take a year? So you want to know what the price is, where the properties are located. And if you're a seller, I always suggest this. You might want to go and eyeball some of the houses that sold. You also might want to look at some of the houses that are your competition, because when a person goes out to look for a home, um, they're usually going to see multiple houses, even if they like a house as soon as they see it. From um, Many times they just want to see a few others just to make sure. So you want to, when I say emotionally detach yourself, you want to. And now you want to pretend you're a buyer, even though you're selling a house. I'm a buyer. If I went out, this is probably what the broker would show me. These are the homes that sold. How does that stack up to what I'm saying? You know, now we're in a crazy kind of market and I've been, I've been in the business so long. And I don't want to tell you how long. So I wouldn't say right now is a time when, uh, you know, this really happens because right now people are spending, people are sp- paying way much over ask. People are going way, 100000 50000 20000 over ask price. They're presenting their offer that way. In other words, if they really want that house and they know we're in a very competitive market now, um, they're actually making offers that are over, over list, whatever you listed it for. So my best advice to you is, and I'm not an attorney, but I would say you put a, that it has to go to contract by a certain date. Don't let the buyers waste a month of your time while they didn't go to contract yet. Second of all, tell the broker to continue to show the home until your deal is signed and signed and in contract with a substantial down payment. Continue to show your home. Don't stop. And remember what I told you prior. By New York State law, we have to tell you an offer. So you might end up finding a higher offer before you went to contract. Okay? And that's happened where the people have gotten really mad at us. Like buyers have said, well, they accepted our offer. Well, they verbally accepted your offer. But remember if you're a buyer. If somebody accepts your offer and you put your, you know, unless it's signed, um, I don't, they can really get out of it. They can end up taking another offer. So if you're a buyer and you have found a home that you love, you need to have an attorney ready to go. You need to have called citizens and ACE 
well before you start looking. So I always suggest if you're a buyer that you get your finances in order so that you know what you can afford and that basically you can get a mortgage. It's only based. The only thing that you're missing is the appraisal of the house. Uh, you want to make sure that's all intact. And as a seller, we all tend to think what we did is great. And maybe it is to you. And maybe it is to others. But not everything is great. And get your home ready to show. Do not show it until it's ready. You know, paint it, clean it. Uh, if there's junk around, get rid of it. If you have a lot of extra furniture, to do that. Because that those are things that really you, you can't imagine. A lot of people aren't visual. You know, a lot of people, I've seen so many houses that, you know, I pretty much can see what something can be past, you know, the clutter. But I did a show, and one day I'll put it up on my internet. I did a show for, I think it was ABC, and they gave me a home that was on the market one year in an area of New York. I mean, I think it was somewhere in Westchester that we weren't in at the time. And they said to me, here's $5,000. You have for 24 hours to take $5,000. That's all they gave me. And I will tell you, it was not a big house, but $5,000. And we want you to do whatever you have to do to, to make this sale on a budget of $5,000. I think it was ABC that did that. And there I am. Okay, and the first thing I did is I ripped, you know, I looked under the rugs that were old rugs and they were hardwood floors. We had the rugs ripped up. We had the floors, you know, just buffed and, and the wood floors were actually good. Um, we had all the junk taken out. We had all the windows sparkled and cleaned. Um, the house was on the market a year. I think it sold in two weeks on $5,000. Okay, we, you know, we planted some flowers in the front. I had all my friends, I had the builders, I had the decorators come in, take some furniture out, put in some just nice furniture and really, you know, you know, paint everything white or off-white. And I'm telling you, and I, you, with $5,000, I have sold two weeks. So it's, it's, it's really, really important uh, to do that. And, okay, remember something. 80% of the buyers that buy usually kind of know what kind of house they like pretty quickly. So if they come back once or twice right away, let them. Make it easy for them to come back. Because they usually kind of know. They just might need a, a little, just, you know, they miss a few things. But don't look at that as a distraction. 68% of the buyers will settle if the house is not perfect. But they want to see them being kept up. So they, they don't, and they want to make sure there's not anything that they think it was neglected. And if there was, then you can take it off the price. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? 
The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. There are a lot of special events coming up soon, and BestHotGrill.com recommends the gifts of great grilling and healthy eating. If you've got a mom, dad, or grad you want to honor, do it with a gift that will be used, be unforgettable, and truly hot. That would be a Solaire Infrared Grill from BestHotGrill.com. Solaire Infrared Grills heat up to 1,000 degrees in just three minutes and produce juicy, tasty food unmatched by conventional grills. You might also be taking to the road or having a staycation. Solaire has hot and fast portable built in and cart models to help you step up your grilling. You're going to love Solaire Infrared Grills. They're made in the USA, built to last. More importantly, Solaire Infrared Grills deliver the wow that everybody loves to receive in a gift or a major purchase. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Solaire Infrared Gift Giving at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. This is Dennis Prager with Mike Gallagher. We want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail minute by minute of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're talking about the process of home buying and home selling. And obviously, in two hours, I can't go through it all. We're trying to give you some of it. We can continue because there's so much to this. Um, There's also... The fear that you have as a buyer, gee, am I making a mistake? Uh, you know, most people are always afraid of making mistakes. Uh, but obviously, I always tell people, if you never do anything in your life, you'll never make a mistake. But you'll never go anywhere. But buying a home is a big decision. So, you know, and as much as selling a home is a big decision, I think buying a home is even a bigger decision. Um and for most people, it is li- likely to be one of the biggest investments, if not the biggest investment in their life. So it makes sense for them to be a little nervous. So if they want to come back and see the house, let them. And allow the broker, don't let the broker schedule 50 million appointments right back to back. Give them a little space in, in so they can really thoroughly see the house. But if you're a buyer, what do you do if you have buyer's remorse? because uh, that's really normal. And I think that you have to accept the fact that you, that that's going to happen. Could it, okay. If they accept your deal happened to me, uh, the, uh, I actually happened to be in an apartment I bought years ago in the city. Uh, it was a listing with another broker and uh, it was off the market. So I didn't have any information on it. So the other broker said, this is the absolute price 
you will not go lower. The owner of the uh, of the uh, property did not live in this country. Uh, it was a condo. Didn't live in the country. So I paid the full price. I had been looking for a long time, and I couldn't find anything in the building that I wanted. And something finally came out that it was not a new listing. It was an old listing that somebody called up for for me. When I actually met the seller, he told me, oh, I would have sold it for a lot cheaper. Just like that. Okay. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm like, you idiot. Okay. I mean, what? Okay. But you know what? I wanted it. I don't believe in looking back. Okay. Could I have probably negotiated? The broker told me you can't negotiate. And remember, the broker is working for the seller. And really, even though I know they do it sometimes, they're really not supposed to tell you what somebody will take. They're supposed to tell you the list. This is the price. Make an offer. Make the best offer that you can make. Okay? With the best. And remember, an offer is not just the price. It's the terms. And if you're a seller, you want to look at the terms. And if you're a buyer, you want to see if you can... Talk to the broker and say, what is important to this person? Is it important that I move in quickly? Is it important that uh, they have a little extra time? Uh, find out what's important to them because those terms make a big difference. And again, as Stephen said, if you're going to put a small down payment or you're going to have all cash, as a seller, the way I would protect myself, I want, you know, as Stephen said, I'd want to have it checked that they can, that they can, that they have that cash. And also I, um, I used to, I mean, I'm not selling real estate. I mean, I ran a company, but when I was selling real estate, I used to say, uh, well, I'll accept your offer, but I'd like the right for a credit check, which takes about 24 hours. Now, Ace, if somebody, and Steven, if somebody has, if, if an owner asks, I'll accept your offer, provided you get a credit check that I can see within 24 hours or 48 hours. Do you think that's uh, important? I think you know. I think it can help. Um, I think we got to be very careful as to the type of credit check. The um, there's a lot of different scoring models in what's called FICO, um, right. and. Um, a lot of times if you go to freecreditreport.com or something like that, the credit check, the type of model that you get and the results are not the same kind that's done in the mortgage industry. So I think that's it can right. be helpful to show some red flags, but keep in mind, it's definitely a different score. And I think it's really all about getting timely information. And, and I think that's where, um, and there's a bunch of different ways to get it. And it's understanding also the product. You know, what I might ask for information-wise, if I'm selling a single-family home, is going to be different if it's a condo or a co-op. Because what I'm thinking of, if I'm a seller's attorney, is what are the hurdles that we need to overcome to have success? And then I'm going to back into it and say, okay, this is what we need to overcome. This is what's important to my client. Let's now make sure we check them and cross them off our to-do list to proceed with this uh, offer. Right. But again, as I said, going back to what A said, 
if you're a seller now we're in a hot market now so i you know when i tell you you got to look at the market really there's so many buyers for most properties if you're not getting a lot of buyers you're probably overpriced or there's something definitely wrong because everything is pretty much selling there is a shortage of inventory all right so you can afford to uh you if you're a buyer you can't afford to flutz around you got to be quick you got to have everything in order and if you're a seller if someone has a commitment and i'm telling you as a buyer before you look, go to Citizens, call up Ace, get a commitment letter. You don't have to have a house. You don't have to buy anything. Have a commitment letter because the commitment letter is almost like all cash. The commitment letter states that unless the house doesn't appraise by the bank appraiser, that these people are qualified to get a mortgage of X. So, you know, if you're a buyer... That's going to put you in a much better negotiating position. Of course, if you have all cash, then that's all cash. You don't have, you know, you don't have to worry about whether the bank appraises that at the right price or not. But if you don't have all cash, which most people don't, uh, that commitment letter is key as you're getting a better deal or that the buyer selects, the seller selects you. And if you're a seller, that's a real important factor because as that gentleman said, somebody could say they have all cash, so be it. They don't. What if somebody thinks they can get a mortgage and they didn't realize, you know, sometimes someone has a great job, they but you know, they didn't realize maybe they were going through a divorce and they didn't pay some payments or their, you know, uh, their their credit's not great. Now let me ask you a question, Ace and Steve. If a person gets a mortgage, but let's say they get a mortgage at a rate that's higher than they wanted to get a mortgage at. In other words, the rates are low now, but obviously if you have bad credit, you might have to pay a higher you know, mortgage rate. Can they get out of it? Once so they get generally, Yeah, so generally speaking, and this does depend where you are in the country, but generally speaking in New York, what it says is the contingency is on getting a loan up to a certain dollar amount and at a prevailing rate. It has nothing to do with a specific interest rate. Now, are there certain parts of the country that I've seen it where deals include a contingency for the loan amount and for an interest rate? The answer is yes. But generally speaking, that's not market in New York to let somebody cancel because their rate's a little bit higher than when they first bought yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just want to check. I know. I, I. I. You know. I know that sometimes people can try to get out of it if they don't get the mortgage that they want. So you want to make sure, and that's another reason I say that buyers, you must go to the mortgage company. You must get everything in order before you start looking. And if you're a seller, you need to get a real estate attorney ahead of time. It's not somebody that you know. And this really happens where it's somebody's friend who's doing a favor or somebody's son-in-law or somebody and they're getting a discount and it's not what that attorney does for a living. They're, they're in some other kind of law, divorce. So they're doing someone a favor and they take forever. Okay. You want your deal. If you're a seller to go to contract as soon as possible, but if you're a buyer, you want the same thing. 
you want to speak to an attorney that's going to get that into contract right away and not, you know, not call you back right away because until something's in contract, they can accept another deal. And in the market we're in right now, let me tell you what people are doing. They're just bidding it up. So if you have everything intact, where you have your mortgage, you have your commitment letter, then as a, as a seller, you can feel confident that, you know, they have a commitment. They don't just have, you know, uh, you, they have a real commitment on their, they've checked everything. You can feel confident that the deal is definitely going to go through. Okay. I, I don't think, well, I guess we're almost over already. I would love to finish this out next week and tell you some homeowners things that you should do and some mistakes that buyers make that cost them a lot of money. But I believe we're running out of time. So we'll be back. We'll kind of finish. uh, We'll finish talking about buying and selling and some of the tips that we can share with you to make it the experience, a better experience from both points. Because remember, for a deal to be good, both people have to win. And that's what we try to do for you. Have a great weekend. The weather's getting nice. We'll be back next week. Enjoy. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.